0: we ultimately like to have a week even in this market just we like to keep very on point with our marketing plan and so therefore there's a lot of things involved a lot of moving parts to get that house ready for market
1: buying or selling real estate can be stressful after all it's not any old house we're talking about it's your home when it's time to buy or sell turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. All right, let's answer some questions here, Colleen. I've got one from Tiffany to get things kicked off this week over in Central Kaiser. Tiffany says, my husband and I want to buy a property that can have a business downstairs with an apartment for us to live upstairs. But if the property is zoned as commercial and we decide sometime in the future that we don't want to operate a business out of the downstairs portion, are we able to use that space however we see fit? or would we run afoul of zoning rules?
0: Yeah, so zoning is important. Zoning is the process of planning for land use and the locality to allocate certain kinds of structures in certain areas and businesses and what is allowed and not allowed in that space. Typically when something's zoned commercial, it's not going to be residential. And the greater Salem area really doesn't have a lot of that multi-use, multi-zoned property where you can do residential above retail. Uh, There's a lot of it in Portland and Portland area, and there's quite a bit at the coast. And I work those, you know, two areas as well. But um, for whatever reason, Salem doesn't quite have a whole lot of that. So I would love to meet with you and kind of talk about your long-term goal and see if we can put a plan together. But typically, if you are going to choose to not have a business in a commercial zoning, it's probably going to be time to sell that property and look for something more residential yeah it's tough
1: brings to mind though an interesting dilemma right like uh you think about through the pandemic people who may have had properties like that but then the business struggles and so now you've got Mm -hmm. this piece of property that maybe had a failing business now in the downstairs portion or as whatever part of the you know property that it is but you don't want all that space to just sit there and go to waste. So, hey, could we could we redo it as something else? It does bring up an interesting question, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, great. and I
0: can help you with any sort of commercial yeah. leases. And, you know, the commercial market's very different than residential right now. We're seeing very different patterns. And I do love to work in that arena. So if you are looking for commercial space for a lease or a purchase or looking to sell your property and its owned commercial love to be able to help you. And I can also help a little bit with the zoning consultation, but mainly it's it's going to the city and talking to them and they're going to give you the information you need when it comes to zoning.
1: There you go. If you've got some more questions about this, contact Colleen, 503-830-9467 is again that number or reach out on the website keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. You can also check out the podcast version of the show at the website as well, keepingitrealestatepodcast.com or just search for the show on any of your favorite podcasting apps. All right, here's a question from Art over in uh, Salem. Uh, Art says, I saw an article that says the top five days to sell a home for maximum price above market value are all in May. Okay, this kind of jives with what you were talking about, Colleen, of you know things being real hot right now. And interestingly, the dates are May 16th, 19th 20th 23rd and 27th and out of those five days the 23rd is deemed as the best day of the year to sell your home kind of interesting so how fast can we get this thing on the market so we can take advantage of one of those top performing days
0: what an awesome question (laughs) this just makes me smile i have never heard of that but i love it and uh, let's see we could uh we could get your home on market within a week is your home ready to go? I can come out Monday, Tuesday, and make sure it's ready for photos. Get the photographer out later this coming week, and we can be on market by next weekend. Let's what, do it.
1: What is the true fastest you've ever gotten a home from phone call from or you know some inquiry from somebody to yeah. it, to it truly hitting the MLS? What's the fastest yeah. you've ever launched a home? Same day. Same day, really? Yeah. Wow. And
0: uh, I can do that pretty quickly with expired listings. Those are when a home has been on a market with another agent and it expires and they have already, you know, they're like calling the day it expires. We want you to list it. We've done it that way just okay. so that we can kind of halt all the realtor phone calls that come in. If any of you have ever had an expired property, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the realtors come out of the woodwork and start calling everybody when they've, when their home has expired as a listing. And so sometimes we've done it that way, but also with bare land and I don't need, professional photos. I can just go out and or send one of my assistants out for iPhone photos. But truly I, I like to have professional photos and professional drone for my properties. And so I'm usually at the mercy of the professional photographer's schedule, but I have about three that I revolve through and I give them a lot of business so they can usually jump through hoops for me. If I say, Hey, I need this house on the market tomorrow. Can you create some availability in your schedule this afternoon? Yep. I can usually get that done. We don't like to move that fast because we want to be prepared when a house goes on market, that everything is ready to go and the marketing is on point, and that we can um, showcase your property and market it to the best of our ability. And for that, we like, we ultimately like to have a week, even in this market. Just we like to. St- keep very on point with our marketing plan. And so, therefore, there's a lot of things involved, a lot of moving parts to get that house ready for market.
1: Uh, that's a, really just a beautiful answer, actually, though. I mean, if you really think about it, you're saying you can move super fast, but sure can. you probably are going to ask a few questions first and make sure that it's in the best interest of the seller to move that quickly. Like, yes. hey, I know you want to post tomorrow, but... Your house would do a lot better if we had these great photos, this aerial shot. Uh, let me see if we can get it rushed, get it in two days so that we can still put your best foot forward. It's going to be better for you in the long run." Something like that. You can then kind of provide that feedback to somebody, so.
0: And we, um, we also run Facebook and Instagram ads. And so those take a little preparation. Once we have the photos back, we have to put mm-hmm. that marketing piece together so that when it goes out on the same day, it goes out everywhere.
1: So fast is good, but not at the expense of your best foot forward.
0: Yeah, we have got a lot of uh, manpower around here, though. Yeah. So if, if it's important to our client, we will we will show up in the evening and weekend and get it done. Yeah,
1: just don't shoot yourself in the foot by running too fast. If you yes, if if it's not in your best interest, which I that's good feedback though. I mean, I think that's really um, important to highlight. So. Great question, Art, and uh, neat that you found that article. I think I actually saw the same article that Art is talking about here. Wow, I'll Um, have to look for it. Well, you know I'm constantly scanning for things to put in Mm -hmm. our our headline segments when we have them here on the show. So I think I came across that one as well, and I I found it funny that just there was one day in particular. And the other thing is, Art didn't mention it here, but if I remember from the same article, the data is from the past decade. So it's not like they just looked at, like, last year. But they are saying over the past decade these particular days have been very strong. Now, it would be interesting to do a breakdown and see how many times over the last decade some of those five dates fell on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday or, you know, whatever the case may be.
0: Yes, because they're saying May twenty third is the is the hottest day of the year, right?
1: Is right. So said? how many how many times was that one of the like prime you know, prime days, or is this? I'm guessing this isn't identified by the closing date. It's probably by offer accepted date. I would imagine. Oh uh, yes, Yeah. So, in your mm-hmm. experience, what would that be? Would that be Monday or Sunday? Well, typically?
0: the 23rd is a Sunday, and typically we try not to to accept offers on Sunday. We just out of respect for realtors and their families, and we we like to wait till Monday.
1: Yeah. So if the regular cycle is homes listed kind of what like Friday Saturday, mm-hmm. then you're clo- you're you're technically accepting offers typically then on Mondays. In in many cases, ca- if you had to pick a day, that was your most popular. Yes. So I wonder how many Mondays maybe these dates fall onto. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, I don't have that much time to go back and dive into it that deeply, but um, I'll just kind of leave it loose. If any of our listeners want to go back and check it out, I can
0: say someone will write in and let <laughs> us know. Hopefully,
1: let us let us know how many times the sixteenth, nineteenth, twentieth, twenty third, and twenty seventh have been Mondays over the past decade. And uh, you'll get extra credit for uh, sending in that information if you have the time to do it. Uh, But no, great question, Art. Thanks for sending that one in. Smith has our next question over in Grand Ronde. Uh, Smith says, what interaction does a Realtor have with an appraiser during the process of buying, selling a home?
0: Yeah. So the appraiser is hired by the lender. And so the realtor doesn't really have any interaction with the appraiser. The appraiser gets a copy of the sales contract so that they know the, the agreed upon sales price and the terms in there. And then sometimes, you know, the appraiser obviously is going to call the agent to set up that appraisal and then sometimes they might have some questions. We try to do our best to just answer their questions honestly for them, and then they run their their comps for the bank, but they are, you know, they are supposed to be a third-party, neutral, third-party bank-approved appraiser that is not, you know, we can't do anything to really influence their, their, their appraisal that they come in with. Um, once that appraisal does come in, if we as realtors don't like it if it comes in low then that's a whole another conversation we we can then go and talk to that appraiser and see if we can provide some comps to help him or her.
1: Very good question Smith. Thanks for asking that one. I've always been curious about that as well. Just like usually it's kind of you understand who's hiring whom. Oh, no, someone's going to kill me on the right use of who and whom there. But uh, <laughs> who's who's doing the hiring? Um, I'll, I'll go back to my southern roots. When it comes to, you know, the, the transaction, some people, the seller's hiring, some people, the realtor's hiring, some people, then the seller themselves are hiring. So it's kind of a good thing to try and keep track of, like, who's everybody working for in the yes. transaction? The
0: appraiser works for the bank.
1: Yes. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the bank's hiring people. So mm-hmm. there's lots of hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, in the transaction that you got to keep track of and that's a good question there smith uh devin has our final question of the week in south salem devin says how can we be prepared in the event our house appraisal doesn't match the purchase price
0: funny all these appraisal questions coming in yep. because do you know what's going on we're getting low appraisals
1: i, I so devin may may have some <laughs> friends perhaps who are going through this yes and that's my guess
0: <laughs> so we're seeing a couple of things right now we're seeing um Buyers writing offers to sellers where they're waiving the appraisal contingency and they're providing gap insurance, which means if a house sale is is contracted at 350 and the appraisal comes in at 320 then the buyer is willing to pay the difference between 320 and 350 that's $30,000 in cash at closing that's how aggressive the buyers are on these offers right now which unfortunately if you don't have an extra 30k in your bank account you can't you can't offer that and so what we try to do as realtors is when an appraisal comes in low which we call tidewater uh, we try to provide some comps to that appraisal and get, appraiser and give them an opportunity to, hopefully, reconsider that price and come up. If we can't get that to happen, then there's some negotiating that needs to happen. Either the seller is not going to sell, um, the buyer cannot pay that gap insurance, or the seller has to bring the price of the home down to that appraisal value so that the buyer can um, qualify. With the bank on the loan so unfortunately when that happens we go into high gear we start working very fast we start communicating with the other agent very quickly the lender the appraiser everybody involved to to see if we can get that um, figured out something can we meet in the middle can we get that appraisal bumped can we try to keep this deal together however we can
1: i have a clarifying question you mentioned There is gap insurance. Is there insurance I can buy as a buyer that, oh, okay, okay. You're just saying the buyer is providing the insurance that if there's a gap, I'll cover it.
0: Yes, that's just a term um, that's been kind of going around the real estate community right now. You know, it's always that been would be there, an but,
1: interesting insurance product for someone to offer, though, wouldn't it? If geez. I'm a buyer, if I could buy a policy that says, hey, if I... Because especially with the amount of money we're putting down on due diligence and, the, and earnest money and those yes. kinds of things.
0: Oh, my gosh. The earnest money is going up and up and up. I'm seeing so m- high lots of money on earnest money right now, too. It's like any little trick that we can do to help our buyer win that bid... Mm-hmm paying for moving expenses for the seller all kinds of crazy things right now I mean it's just it's just unreal how hard these buyers are trying and what they're offering and one of those being that they will pay that difference so yeah
1: mm-hmm. an insurance that would be an interesting bit. little that insurance would interesting. policy wouldn't mm-hmm. it yeah if somebody sure offered would. and said okay whatever the difference is we'll give you we'll sell you a policy that will cover that gap and then it's just like having a second smaller mortgage just a separate insurance policy but mm-hmm. then you have to pay off afterward but the buyer is already willing to pay that price and make up those dollars so it wouldn't be a shock to them sure Uh, that's that'd be interesting Hmm. insurance people out there listening to the show today (laughs) let us know what you got (laughs) go create something there's got to be some room there there might be a market market there that we were creating colleen
0: fantastic you can go into business (laughs) i'm sure
1: someone's had that idea before but there you go If if you haven't then you know look into it The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com.
0: Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.